Good morning, Nachum. Good morning, Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas B'Shalach. Whoa. It is known as Shabbos Shira, the Shabbos, because it contains within it the great song of salvation that Am Yisrael sang upon their deliverance from Mitzrayim. According to the Chinuch, there is one mitzvah contained in Parshas B'Shalach, and that is a losase, a restriction that a person is not the losase of Tchum Shabbos, of having a uh, boundary beyond which one is not to leave on Shabbos. Now, in Parshas B'Shalach, we have the second part of the Yitzias Mitzrayim, the exodus from Egypt. Last week, we took Israel out of Egypt, and this week, through Kriyas Yamsuf, we take Mitzrayim out of Israel. The culture, Sus Farochvo Ramavayom, the culture of Mitzrayim, the fear of Mitzrayim, all this was taken from B'nai Yisrael as a result of the miraculous deliverance of Kriyas Yamsov. I'd like to point out a very interesting observation. We know that there are Ayim Ponim Torah. What does that mean? Literally, 70 ways of understanding and appreciating Torah. The Torah is, as we know, Hashem's work. As He is unlimited, so too is our understanding of Torah unlimited. So, I'd like to share with you a interpretation of a puzzle in this week's parsha, which will I believe bring a chuckle to many individuals, but the at the same time there is a powerful message that we can learn therefrom. When B'nai Yisrael see in the beginning of the parsha Mitzrayim in hot pursuit, so there's no question that what do they do? Rashi tells us that Tafsu Umnus Abu they take that which their ancestors were professionals at, and Rashi proves that Abram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, each of them <coughs> were Mispalil, each of them prayed. So here too, B'nai Yisrael cry out to Hashem. In chapter 14, Pasuk uh, 10, by Yitzhaku B'nai Yisrael El Hashem. Very much understandable that they're going to cry out. It is a time of great crisis. Okay, so how does uh, Moshe calm the people? He tells them the following. Don't be afraid. Just stand. See the salvation of God. For that which you see Mitzrayim today, you will not see them um, 
anymore. And finally, the last verse, the one I want to focus on, Moshe says, Hashem Yulachim Lochem Viatem Tacharishon. God will do battle on your behalf, and you keep quiet. Literally, he's going to fight for you, and you just keep quiet, meaning don't pray. Good. Says Rav Meir Bar Ilan, and others in the Hasidic community, something very interesting. Hashem Yilochem Lochem. God will provide the bread for you. Yilochem, containing the word Lechem. Viatem, you, Tacharishon. Not only the literal, meaning quiet, but you will do the plowing. Ah, Harisha. Now, clearly, this is not the literal understanding. However, there is such a powerful idea contained in this play on words that man has to do what is known as the Hishtadlus. Man has to take the initiative. And once man takes the initiative, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does the rest. For indeed, even here at Kriyas Yamsuf, we find later on that Hashem says, Gabero B'nei Yisrael, the very next Pasuk V'Yisau, that they are to literally travel forward, meaning go into the Yam, and it was in the schus, in the merit of their going into the sea, and as the Medrash tells us, the waters did not split until the water was up to their noses. Ah, you took the initiative, you did your first step, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu does the rest. That's a very important concept. We've seen this last week, that in order for Hashem to literally pass over the homes of the Jewish people, they had to take that first step of slaughtering the Egyptian god, slaughtering the Korban Pesach, placing the blood on the door, performing the bris mila. Man takes the initiative, man does his hishtadlus, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu provides the rest. This idea literally is one which is not only found throughout the Torah and a famous theme of the Sefer HaChinuch in his understanding many of the mitzvos that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us mitzvos that by our taking the first step, for example, be it in the laws of Leket, Shecha, and Peah, the Jewish farmer does his, this gives Hashem the opportunity to respond in kind many-fold more for the farmer and to give him and the Jewish people blessings. Now, if you think about it, the whole idea of our Hishtadlus, which means to take that initiative, is one which is in reality came upon mankind as a klala, 
God says to Adam after he ate from the eighth Hadaas, by the sweat of your brow you shall earn your livelihood and eat bread. Now this is not a mitzvah, and too many people take it that way, as if this is what we are to do. The answer is, the Torah teaches in <coughs> Sefer Devorim, in Parshas Re'eh, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that he is going to provide us with blessing This is the source where the Chachamim learn as brought down in the 21st chapter of Mesilas Yeshorim yes, that man has to do the initiative but think about it we believe, as we say every Yomim Noroyim, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, as the Gemara teaches us in Beitzah 16a, that a man's livelihood, how much he's going to earn, is Kitsuvim, lo is set, me Rosh Hashanah, on Rosh Hashanah already, Now listen, it would be against the grain cannot be that a person is awarded upstairs a certain parnasa, a certain livelihood, on condition that he works so hard that there's no time to go to Minyan, morning and night. On condition, you're going to get this, on condition that you are not, God forbid, koveya itim la Torah. Can't be. When it says that we are given parnasa. Included in that is that you're going to daven with a minion. Included in that is that you're going to set time for Talmud Torah. So if one takes the time to evaluate and to put things in the right perspective, one realizes, whoa, that too often people are putting, as my late father would say, the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yes, man has to do the initiative, but a little bit of initiative don't in any which way minimize what HaKadosh Baruch Hu can do. Your focus should be, how do I provide the best for my family, not only in terms of dollars, but providing the best for my family in terms of the environment that my children should not just like Judaism, they should love Torah and mitzvot. This is the hishtaglos that a person has to do in terms of taking, quote-unquote, that initiative. Interestingly, this coming Monday is Tu Bishvat. Tu Bishvat, the 15th day of the month of Shvat. Now, what is the significance of this? So, on the one hand, it has a halachic significance to Bishvat, and that is regarding the trumos and ma'asros. There's a cycle of six years. Every year, Mr. Cohen gets truma, 
2% of the produce. Mr. Levy gets 10% every year. But then there's a second 10%. First and second year, it is going to Yerushalayim, which is called Maser Sheni. And third and sixth, it goes to the poor. Now, how do I know when does the year begin? When does the year end? So Tu Bishvat is that cut-off point. Those fruits that blossom before Tu Bishvat are part of last year's accounting, and those that blossom after Tu Bishvat are part of next year's accounting. Good. So on the one hand, it has a very legal aspect to it, determining where the Ma'asir goes. But throughout the years, the Jew in Golos, separated from Eretz Yisrael, used any and every opportunity to connect with Eretz Yisrael. And so, as the Torah in the book of Devarim, easy to remember, chapter 8, verse 8, tells us of the Zion Minim, the seven species of Eretz Yisrael that are enumerated, Eretz Chito, Saora, etc. So the Jew tried to connect with Eretz Yisrael as it is the Rosh Hashanah, the Elah knows, for the purpose that we explained a moment ago, the Jew tried to connect with Eretz Yisrael by eating the new fruits of uh, that year, but especially the fruits of Eretz Yisrael. And I quote from the Mishnah Brura in Simon, Reish Chof Hei, Sivkoton Yutes, Kosvo Achronim, B'Shem Yerushalmi. The latter decisors teach the mitzvah lecho ma'at, Mikol min chodosh, Bashana. There's a mitzvah to eat a little bit from the new fruits. Vataam, the reason, kadei laharos to show shechovivolov. It's dear. It's precious to him. Bri also shel hakadosh baruch Whoa, and I'm going to share with you very quickly the meshechachma on the pasuk in Bereshis when Hashem puts Adam Harishon into Gan Eden, and He says to Adam. Adam, help yourself. That's the way we would normally understand it. Eat whatever fruit you want, except for that one tree, the Eitzadas, don't eat from that. Says the Moshe Chochma, no. It wasn't that God gave man permission to eat from the trees. Says the Moshe Chochma, mitzvah. Hashem was commanding it to do a positive mitzvah, to eat from the trees. If he would have fulfilled the positive mitzvah of eating from the other trees, that would have been on his behalf as the Gemara teaches us that mitzvahs have the ability to be megin umatzil, that mitzvahs protect the individual. And had Adam only eaten first from the other trees, that would have protected him from eating from the one he was not to eat. The idea behind it is that eating fruits this coming Monday on Tu Bishvat, a beautiful custom, should give us the opportunity to pause and reflect for a moment 
that while everybody has to eat, the Jew pauses, and before he eats, he makes the bracha, and he realizes, wow, that needy eating is not only nourishing for our body, but eating is nourishing for our souls, helping us to collect, to connect with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Wow! So the recitation of a bracha before we eat is not only to say thank you Hashem for the beautiful fruits that He gives us to enhance our lives, to show the chen, the beautiful colors, etc. But it's also that opportunity to elevate ourselves and to get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to get closer to Eretz Yisrael by eating the fruits of Eretz Yisrael. Wow! Ashreinu, Matov Chelkeinu. How privileged we are. May we all be privileged to enjoy the fruits of Eretz Yisrael and to work on its behalf, please God, for many years to come. Shabbat Shalom to all.